Does anyone remember where our first reading came from today? What book? Pop quiz. I'll tell you. Uh, our first reading was from the book of Kings, the first book of Kings. We, uh, wanted, I wanted to set the context today to really dive into our first reading and to see what lessons we can pull out from it that apply to us. We're, we hear about the life of the prophet Elijah. So Elijah was a um, prophet during a, a time in Israel when there was a great lack of faith. The people of Israel had forgotten God. They had forgotten what He had done for them, how He had taken care of them, provided for them. And so our Lord, so God uh, allowed a drought to take place in Israel. Throughout the whole country, it was a drought. There was no rain and there was no food for over three years. Elijah is, feels like he's been preaching and trying to help the Israelites to grow in their faith, and yet they are not responding. They, they don't respond and they, they continue in their um, bringing in uh, other gods and worshiping them instead of the one God. He feel, Elijah feels like he's the only one that still believes, that still has faith. And so Elijah is led out into the desert where he is fed by the ravens. Before uh, reflecting on uh, this passage for today, I thought that uh, Elijah was being fed by the ravens like a nice hot meal, nice fresh bread, it was a fire, it was tasty. But then I got to thinking about it. It was being fed by ravens. And ravens eat roadkill. They eat kind of the uh, worms and the disgusting stuff that uh, ravens eat. And I was like, oh, okay. That Elijah was being taken care of, but in the desert, in just the lack of food, but he was still being, being taken care of by the Lord through the ravens. And then the Lord puts it on his heart to go to this town called Zarephath. It's on the very western edge of Israel and right on the coast of the Mediterranean Sea. There he meets a widow, the widow from Zarephath. When they meet Elijah and the widow, they, um, Elijah asks for a cup of water and a mouthful of bread. There's a phrase that didn't get put into our reading in our translation in uh, our first reading today. Uh, the line is, uh, in your hand. It's a tangent, but I just think it's a, it's a unique detail that Elijah was asking for this bit of morsel, this bit of bread in his hand to be fed as a human being, uh, longing to... Um, just be a human being again instead of being fed by the birds. Just found that fascinating. And so Elijah asked for a cup of water and a bit of bread to this widow who was preparing her last meal. She is going to die because there is literally no food left. The little bit of flour in the, in the jar and the little drop of oil in the jug. And the widow responds. 
Oh, and also, the widow in Zarephath is a pagan town. So they uh, don't believe in the one God of Israel. They believe in many gods, and this widow is from that area. And yet she says something striking. She says, in response to Elijah's request, as the Lord your God lives. As the Lord your God lives. He's talking about um, the widows mentioning she sees something different about Elijah. That your God is existing. Your God lives. And she continues, I have nothing baked. I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. This was her last meal. She could have responded to Elijah, get out of here. I'm, this is, I'd have nothing left. I have nothing for you. I'm trying to prepare a last meal for my family. And yet Elijah responds in a very unique way. He says, fear not. Fear not. Go and do as you have said. But first, make me a little cake and bring it to me. And afterward, make yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of meal should not be spent, and the pitcher of oil shall not fail, until the day the Lord sends rain upon the earth. This widow has a choice to believe in what the Lord is saying through the prophet Elijah, or to not believe it. And so the choice, she has nothing. She really doesn't have much left. And yet the Lord came to her in, the, in that moment through Elijah. And uh, the Lord gave uh, great miracles. In, in our first reading, and we also hear in the Gospel, the, the widows, they gave of their whole selves, their livelihood. And the livelihood isn't just um, all of their money. It's their whole being, their whole person, their heart and their soul and their body and their mind, everything. They gave it over to the Lord. They gave and give of themselves. And the Lord takes care of them. When things are going on around us, when difficult things are happening in your life, in my life, we have an option, we have a choice. Do we turn to the Lord? Are we open to how the Lord is coming to us to help us? Asking Him to give of the little that we have. Giving of that little bit. In that giving, uh, the Lord blesses it. And the Lord comes into our hearts. Let us continue to give. Let us choose to give of ourselves to our Heavenly Father so that the Lord will be with us and guide us and give us strength in our life. And um, the Lord will bless us and, and give us great grace um, when we give from our poverty, when we give of the depths of our heart and the depths of our soul. And let us uh, follow the example of the widows today and uh, just continue to give of ourselves to our Heavenly Father. Meet you at OLC when we were in high school, and next year we will be saying our vows right here.
here at this altar. We spent a lot of time in this parish's youth group in Antioch, and we are so thankful for the faith foundation it gave us, as well as the tools to use in college to grow stronger in our relationship with the Lord. So much of our spiritual drive came from our formative years here at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, and we couldn't be more thankful to be consistently surrounded by such a loving and supportive community even still. We were asked to come up here and talk a little bit about why we love Our Lady. We met here at this parish eight years ago as freshmen in high school when we both attended Antioch to use groups here at OMC. Antioch is where we grew in our faith and made meaningful, Christ-centered friendships that will last a lifetime and more. Six of the men that will be standing on this altar with me on my wedding day are men that I was introduced through this parish. Obviously, Our Lady has played a significant role in our relationship as it helped form us as individuals in our faith during our foundational years, in high school, and still acts as a base when we're here at home. Even now, OMC continues to form us as we go through marriage preparations and are learning to continue our faith in the real world. Honestly, becoming a member at Our Lady of Mount Carmel was pure luck, but we continue to choose to stay involved in Our Lady because it has truly become our home that we trust in, that is always there to support us, and that continually points us to the cross. We are excited and not surprised to hear the plans Our Lady has of adding on to the church with a new parish life center due to the increasing amount of Christians. As I've been a member of the church for over 16 years now, it's been a gift to be able to see the new opportunities that have arisen in the community that has grown from them. The new development will allow so many others, like us, to join the parish and benefit from many, the many opportunities that it provides. We are so thankful for all the donations that have been made already and will be made towards this expansion. So thank you for, in advance for your generosity and God bless. <laughs> 